0: Welcome to the Abundant Leaders Podcast. I'm Tenji, your host, a certified executive coach and leadership developer with more than a decade of experience advising executives, managers, and companies on how to perform at their peak and find deeper alignment and fulfillment. My dream is for all of us to live in the truth and fullness of who we are so that we can have the biggest lives and most fulfilling careers that are possible for us. It is all possible for us. Together, let us lead ourselves, our people, and our organizations with confidence, courage, and wisdom. This is our time to heal and expand, to thrive, and to lead abundantly. Today's episode is all about balancing out episode nine. In that episode, I was talking about resilience and how over-indexing for resilience can actually make you stay in states of suffering and hardship way longer than you need to and can block you from creativity. But sometimes the invitation from life to us is actually to stay and work it out and not to leave, to... There's growth available for us and there's additional gifting that we can experience if we stay a little bit longer. And so the question becomes, well, how do you know when it is time to leave a bad situation or if you still need to stay and try to figure it out? And this episode is really going to be in more of a form of a ton of reflection questions that i think are useful for us to be able to ask ourselves in order to get to the answer should i stay or should i go right that's the biggest thing that we're always trying to figure out when we're feeling stagnant in our careers or we're in a really tough relationship with our manager or you know the executive team just isn't a great fit for us or i have a client who's facing that right now and i'm working with her because she's very very senior Um, But the senior kind of group level executive team just doesn't share her values and vision and doesn't have the skills to really drive the organization in the direction that she feels it needs to go in because she's much more tapped in with the needs on the ground of um, the, the clients that they serve. And so for her, she's thinking, well, am I in a dead situation or should I go? And so these kinds of questions arise for us constantly in our careers and what I want to do is just present you with some useful questions you can ask yourself and really as I throw these questions out each time I ask a question ask yourself yes or no right is the answer yes if yes given the question does it mean that I should leave or does it mean that I should stay if no does it mean I should leave and or does it mean that I should stay and to try with each of these questions to seek an evidence base, a fact base that can help to support your decision because it's paramount that we don't make these decisions out of emotionality, things like fear, anxiety, stress, and that we really do it from a place of abundance. And abundance means wholeheartedness. We're bringing the whole of ourselves to the table and fully engaging with what is presenting itself to us in that moment. And so let's dive in. Before we go into the three questions, the many, the several reflection questions, I want to ask you three questions up front. Because I want to make sure that you don't take away from this that I'm telling you to stay. Obviously, I mean, I'm not an authority in your career. You're your own authority. But before we do anything, there are some grounds under which you should just leave because it's not going to work out. So the first piece is, do you have control over the outcome? If you don't have control over the outcome and the people who do have control over the outcome, it's very clear the direction that they're driving it in is going to bring about more suffering and pain and loss for you, then you should leave. Number two, is it an abusive situation that is actually harming you? If it is, leave hands down, right? If you're experiencing workplace bullying, I mean, in in some cases, there are things you can do. And and when you listen to the rest of the episode, you can also ask yourself if you've exhausted all options, right? But if it is a really harmful, abusive situation, you should not keep yourself in a place that is hurting you in that way. And you should explore leaving. And lastly, have you exhausted all the options? If you've gone through a lot of the reflections that I share in this podcast, then absolutely it's time to go, right? Don't say, oh, but could there be something else? And Really try to trust yourself, right? This is where you really need to tune into your heart and your yourself, your faith in yourself to know whether you've really brought the situation your best or not, right? What this episode is really about is how can you deepen into yourself so you can really bring your best to the situation at hand and in so doing, bring about a great outcome for yourself. That is the invitation. And so what we're going to talk about is what are the opportunities for internal growth that this situation is presenting you with? Let's dive in. So number one, do you understand what's happening, right? One of the things that I remember several years ago, I had this big insight, which was that the most important thing that we can do in life is to know what's happening, (laughs) And respond appropriately because sometimes we're in a situation and we think one thing is happening but actually something else is happening and because we've missed we've misunderstood the situation we're in we come to it with the wrong response because when you have the right understanding of what's happening then we can come to the situation with the right response right And so step back and really step and ask yourself, like, what is actually happening to me right now? For example, here are a few questions I'm going to throw at you. Is this transitory or permanent? If it's transitory, possibly you just need to bear some discomfort and get through it to the other side. Because if you're actually on the way through a tough moment, you don't want to throw away a great thing that's going to be good in the long run because right now it's painful in the short run for example if there's an org restructure and it's painful and people aren't communicating really well and you don't know if your job is at risk and you're not quite sure what the fate of your team is going to be you're feeling a loss of control and the ability to influence outcomes even though you're in a leadership role transitions like these are always hard organizational restructures are always really painful and very emotional and that's the worst time to leave because you're not in steady state so wait until you get into steady state and step back and evaluate again and if there are additional grounds to go go right or if there's structural issues that is very clear the restructure isn't going to solve go right if not maybe wait it out right wait out that situation and let let you let yourselves go through growing pains this is what i think married couples go through when they first move in together. If they didn't move in together before, it's going to be shit, right? But it doesn't mean you're going to have a bad marriage. It means you need to adapt to living together. You're going to be fighting a lot and it's going to feel like you made a big mistake. But then things are going to stabilize and you're going to get to a place where you understand each other and can move forward. So that's question number one, is it transitory or not? Question number two around understanding what's happening is, Do you need to recalibrate your own expectations or other people's expectations? Because potentially the reality that you're actually in is different to the idea you had about what would happen. So what you actually possibly need is a reframe and possibly the people around you need the same thing. And so, for (laughs) example, for example, right, starting my business. Um, One of the things I knew that I wanted to do was I wanted to launch a course because everyone was talking about the power of leverage and I was doing a lot of research and I'm a a strategy consultant, right, in in my background. And so I brought a lot of research and analytics to the way that I developed my business strategy and I knew that having on-demand leverage offerings would really help me to get the most out of my man hours, right? And I ultimately didn't want to have to hustle as hard as I did when I was at McKinsey working full time. However, what I failed to appreciate was the fact that all of the people who whom I was watching and analyzing were underreporting how much work went in to create and sell these leverage programs that they were creating. And so although it looked like you had leverage, unless you had this huge team and engine around you, which I am growing to understand that I don't want to run a business that has a whole engine in it. Definitely not right now. I actually quite like having a business where it's just me. And so I didn't actually have the um, capacity for a super heavy operating model. And it was underreported how heavy the operating model of a course is because of how much you have to show up for marketing, support, and or get a whole team behind you to do that for you. And so what I needed to really, really do was step back and recalibrate my expectations about what running an online um, education business would look like. And actually now shift my business model a little bit and realize that it's not that what I wanted to do is wrong and it's not that I therefore need to close my business and go back to corporate because the way I thought I was going to be able to do my business so that I could get a lot of steady income um, and that option is no longer on the table. Therefore, the business isn't going to work. No, that wasn't what the answer was. What was actually the answer was, okay, this is not the, the um, revenue model that I thought it was because it's actually higher delivery than I expected. So let me shift right? And let me drive other work streams and other revenue streams that can still give me leverage, but not in this way. And how do I need to adjust what um, an on-demand programming model looks like so that it works for how much I'm willing to work and how much I'm willing to show up in a day-to-day operational capacity, right? That was all on me to recalibrate my expectations versus to quit that entire business line. And I'm going to come back to this because there's another point a bit later um, that will speak to um, how else I'm approaching this so that I can actually stay in this situation versus leave. So that's number two. Number three is, do you have no energy left, right? So when we're thinking about understanding what is actually really happening here, are you just tired? Are you exhausted? Are you emotionally frayed? Is your nervous system completely stretched and actually what's happening is that you need a break versus you need to quit because if that is the case and possibly you know you have growth fatigue you have push fatigue you have change fatigue all of these things happen on individual team and organizational levels and if that's the case you may just need to take a break right let yourself settle let things calm down and slow down, regenerate, replenish yourself so you can come back to the situation with renewed energy versus call it quits and peace out there, right? And the last question you can ask is, this is linked to what I just said, is Do you need to clear your emotions? Right. So one thing is taking a break because you're tired and you actually don't have any energy to keep going. The other piece is, do you need to gain clarity so that you can actually see the situation in black and white versus through the cloud and fog of your emotions? Because if, for example, you've just had a really tough performance review and you got feedback that you weren't expecting and it's making you question your worth and making you wonder if you actually belong in this organization, possibly you just need to go clear your sadness, let yourself be upset about the outcome of the review and then come back with clarity around, okay, what is actually wrong with the job versus what is what I need to rise up and step up in, right? And when you clear your emotions, you'll be better able to see that. So this thing that we think is going to make us high performance, the ability to keep going and going and going, actually not stopping and not resting can sometimes compromise our staying power. And that's what these last two points really do. So those are the four things that I would ask myself if I was trying to determine whether I'm adequately understanding what is happening to me right now so that I can respond appropriately. Now the second thing that you need to explore if you're in a situation that is pushing you to leave is, is there an opportunity and an ask of you to actually take more ownership and just man up, right? And there's a few things here within taking ownership and manning up. There's an in, there's an Instagram and LinkedIn video that I did a few years ago, possibly two years ago, where I talked about, you know, taking ownership of our careers, right? And realizing that, you know, our trauma follows us to work. And if there is and in that video I talked about if you have been socialized into taking a more passive role. Because, and I talked about this in an earlier episode, for example, you've grown up in a strict household, so you never really took agency for yourself. Or you've always had a strong support network around you. And so you've never had to really tap into your own resource, your own internal resources and resilience. Or you've been disempowered in certain situations and you don't know what it's like to actually exercise your own agency. Possibly you are wanting to leave because you don't yet Feel like you have the skills to really reshape a situation and so right now you may be being invited in to take more ownership so some of the questions you can ask yourself to see if this is the situation you're in is have you exercised your agency fully if you had the ability to influence outcomes right and could shape this into a reality that would be supportive of you what would you do right and If you can list a few things there that you haven't done yet, the invitation is for you to exercise your agency in order to make those things a reality for yourself instead of waiting for someone else to act on your behalf, right? The second thing is, have you actually really played your part in trying to fix it, right? There is the part that other people need to play to make a situation good for you, right? For example, on an organizational level, if you're not really setting the culture, leaders need to set a supportive culture so that you can perform well. They need to put systems in place that can enable you to deliver and execute your your work. They need to give role clarity so that you know exactly what you're doing and you're not stretched across a lot of different projects, etc. There's all these things that other people need to do for you right but there's things that you can do for yourself and the question is are you doing that to the best of your ability and so the part that you can play is one raising the flag right actually saying hey this situation isn't working for me and when you raise a flag then people know there's an issue and can respond sometimes we're waiting for people to intuit what we need we do that in a lot of our relationships, actually. Like one of the toxic things that Hollywood has sold us is if you love me, you'll know what I need. You'll love me effortlessly. I know you're the one for me because you know what I need without me ever having to say it. That's bullshit. Like complete and utter bullshit. It is your responsibility to communicate what you need and to tell people who you are so that they can know how to love you well. And they can know what you need and they have the opportunity to be able to love you well. Because quite frankly, if you're going to fire me as a friend or as a manager or as a company and you haven't given me the opportunity to do better by you because I didn't know that there was a need you had that wasn't being met, then I'm sorry. You can't hold me to a bar because you haven't given me the opportunity to let you down. Right? I haven't let you down if you haven't asked me to support you in a certain way. And I think that is a big growing up point that we all need in our lives, right? So just, I know I'm, I'm, I'm about to get quite passionate about this because I used to fall into victim. I was, I fell victim to this as well, right? But at the same time, I know that when I'm in a situation where I have multiple times voiced what I need and it, I'm not being met, at the place of my need, then I'm very, very justified in going because I feel like I've done my best. I felt this way when I ended an engagement earlier in my life, because by the time it came to the end of that relationship, I had multiple times stated how I felt and what I needed and my needs just weren't being met and responded to. That's how I felt, right? He may have his own experience of it and that's cool, right? We're allowed to feel differently, but I know and have evidence of the things that I did to try and create a better outcome for myself. So have you been doing the same thing? Number two in playing your part is have you gotten help to fix it? Like if you're someone who really struggles to express vulnerability and say you're drowning and struggling so that someone can come and help you and you'd rather actually leave so that you still leave feeling like your ego is intact and with this, with other people perceiving you as having been strong, then honey, like it is time to grow, right? Because none of us do this thing alone. It takes a village and you're never going to be able to achieve your full growth potential if you expect that everything you need is in you. Because yes, a lot of the things that you need are within you and ultimately, You are an abundant, amazing person within your own sovereignty and independence, but we're also an interdependent being and the beings. And the point of being clustered within community and ecosystems is so that we can also get the things that other people have that we don't have. That's why we're all differentiated and we all bring different skills to the table. And so is there a growth point for you in asking for what you need and being humble enough to receive it and not believe that it makes you weak, it makes you dumb, it makes you incapable, it makes you unable to cut it, right? The other aspect of playing your part and trying to fix it is um, really rallying around you the support you need to press through to where you want to be. for example, if you're stagnant, do you need a sponsor to open doors for you right? Do you need um, a mentor to actually share with you how they did it so that you have the inspiration to know how you can do it too right? be able to bring people into your team so that you become an executing team, right? Versus this solo warrior, right? That's linked to the the previous one that I shared. And lastly, in playing your part, have you really pressed in to learning a new skill or actioning feedback you've been given so that you can rise up with more of yourself to the situation? Because possibly the situation is outgrowing you and you need to catch up. Right. And you can't be mad at a situation for outgrowing you if you're chilling and you're not playing your role in growing and expanding. And so step back and say, am I fearing growing here? (laughs) Am I fearing what stepping into more here would do for me? Possibly you're afraid that you might fail if you go and reach for the higher role. But because you're not reaching for the more senior role, because you are actually ready to play at that level with some growth, you're staying at a level that isn't working for you. And so you may feel like you're being bypassed for, bypassed for opportunities, or you feel stagnant, or you feel like people's regard of you is shifting and they're losing... Um, yeah, whatever. Their regard for you is shifting. And you think that it is because of the situation around you becoming untenable, but actually you're refusing to move, you're refusing to grow. So is it time for you to actually level up internally? Right? And I definitely, I have a client who has fallen victim to this, but the way that the issue presented was that the team setup she was in was just no longer supporting her. But the reality was she had, it was time for her to grow and she was scared of moving through it, right? Moving through this, the, the stagnation and the pressure that the stagnation was creating for her and the growth pull that was being generated by the people around her and the leaders above her and what the clients were expecting of her, etc. right? So the next thing about, the next piece around taking more ownership and manning up is, this question is the desire to leave an invitation for you to actually enable yourself better or to ask for and create therefore what you need so that you can renew your commitment right What a situation was when we first arrived is not going to be what a situation will be a year from now or five years from now. And sometimes when we're like, oh, I've outgrown it, oh, it's not working for me anymore, that's an invitation to create what you need, to shift things so that they support you. One of the things we're being invited into when our skills are drawn into a new team or a new project is... For us to bring our energy of regeneration and growth and renewal, right? That's how companies renew. Because on some level, things stop working. Things start feeling stagnant. Things start feeling blocked. And they are no longer serving us. Now, imagine every company said, oh, fuck. Okay, that's not working anymore. We need to start serving new customers. No. Yeah, sometimes you need to diversify your Um, target market but other times you actually need to refresh your product offering or you need to um, actually support your R&I team or your your R&D team to be able to innovate in exciting ways so that people are re-engaged and excited but if you haven't been investing right in that function or You haven't been saying, hey, guys, we need to be putting more money into this. I need help to be able to bring fresh offerings to the clients because they're bored of our product offering. And you're not even doing that for yourself on a personal level for the things you need so that you can thrive in your role. And you can feel excitement in your company and feel like your career and and you're developing new skills, your career is advancing and differentiating, etc. Then possibly, right, that's on you. And you need to come and say, okay, what do I need to create here so that we get renewal, right? So keep asking yourself, if a situation starts feeling stuck, it's not always a a sign that you need to leave. It may be a sign that you need renewal. And maybe you need to step back and take yourself on a retreat so that you can creatively imagine what awesome could look like if you stayed where you are. And then to come to the table and have the conversations with the people you need to have conversations with so that you can recreate a new future, I don't want to say recreate, so that you can create a new future and bring renewal. The last piece around (laughs) taking ownership and manning up is for all of these things I just mentioned, sometimes they require a difficult conversation with yourself or with someone else. And so are you avoiding having a difficult conversation? Because you don't know how people are going to take your feedback when you ask them for what you need. Or you don't know how people are going to respond if you raise a flag that something isn't working. Or you don't know if people are going to see you as um, entitled for coming to the table, trying to create renewal in your role or in your team, right? Sometimes those internal blocks are stopping you from having a conversation that you view is going to be difficult and will possibly have resilience, resistance in it. And so you're holding yourself back because you're avoiding that feeling. How can you support yourself to go forward? How can you support yourself to press into the difficult conversation so that you can create something new for yourself, so that you can have ownership? Because often, right, we are leaving because we know this whole process I've described around what it takes to man up and take ownership is actually quite hard. And a lot of that resistance lives within us. Now, we've talked about understanding appropriately what is happening. We've talked about taking more ownership and manning up. The next area is, is there information that the situation is trying to give you to help you to create something new? so that you can reconstruct and redesign, right? Or so that you can um, recalibrate yourself, right? So the first piece is distinct to this piece, right? The first piece around taking ownership and, and, and really manning up was about you rising up in growth, right? The second piece is about distinctly saying, can I step back and ask this situation what it's trying to tell me? Now, the last piece is, (laughs) is some internal growth required? And I googled a little bit because, oh my goodness, like one of the big things that my business is teaching me right now is staying power. So as much as I talked in my last episode about resilience sometimes kicking you in the ass or biting you in the ass, for me, what I'm being invited into in my business right now is resilience. Right. And the ability to do all of the things that I just said above. So this is a very live lesson for me because this is my second round as an entrepreneur. And there are things that made me leave entrepreneurship before that had I had this framework. I would have possibly stuck it out a little bit more or gone and done the personal work I needed to so that I could rise up with strength to the things that were presenting themselves in my business, the challenges I was facing, the questions that I didn't know how to answer, the help I needed to get that I wasn't going to get, right? And so let's dive into the four things that are questions you can ask yourself to see if some internal growth is required. Number one, do you need to learn to hold discomfort or contentment or temporary stillness, right? Sometimes we are so used to growing and pushing and moving and expanding that when stillness comes, we think we're stagnating. We think something's wrong. We think a situation has become boring or is no longer serving our growth. And then we shuck when really all it is is a place of consolidation and integration and all those seeds that you've been planting and watering and actively tilling the soil. Now you actually need to leave the soil alone so that all these processes can happen within and beneath the surface of the soil that will generate new shoots for you when spring comes around, right? Maybe this is winter and it's okay to have a winter because anything that is constantly in summer will ultimately burn out, right? So do you even have the relationship with stillness to be able to sit through when not much is happening in your business and you can just consolidate the little things that you've started right now, right? Yeah, you can be thinking about new ideas or you can be thinking about, you know, the next growth curve for yourself, right? I'm saying your business, but this is for you and your career and your leadership and where you are in your life right now, right? But possibly right now, so that you have enough energy for the next growth spurt, you actually need to chill, right? And you actually need to just be still. You need to be able to arrive and appreciate where you've come instead of always trying to take yourself to the next place. Number two, is this the place? <laughs> Woo! Is this the place that you always quit? And so this time you're being invited to press through. I'm making all sorts of sound effects because I have literally experienced this. Like, My goodness, I am a person who loves overnight successes. I love feeling good. I love feeling capable and successful and desired. And I 100% came to Kuva wanting it to be an overnight success. And guess what? It isn't. Hello, why did I think that I would be uniquely different to every other entrepreneur out there? I thought I'd come up with this great secret formula of creating online courses and it was just going to like make me an overnight millionaire. Dumb AF, I know. But I know that the desire for that came out of a place of fear that I would not be able to meet my financial needs if I didn't have some big financial windfall that happened very early in my business. But the reality is some things are slow burns. And for me personally, one of my personal growth pieces is to stick it out when I'm in a difficult place so that I can commit and go deeper right? Instead of quickly moving to the next thing. Now, there's a big part of myself that that is a rich aspect of my personality, that I'm always exploring different things, expanding into change, trying different businesses, different companies, different clients. I love change. I love growth. I love having short projects. And it's a wonderful use of my skills. and, And it's something that makes me really adaptive and expansive and all these things. There's a lot of positive aspects to it. However, it can sometimes work against me when a situation needs me to press in by saying, okay, I'm going to commit to Kuva, and I'm going to run this business for five years, hook or crook, whatever happens, I have become more creative in this situation, right? So that I can settle down the nervous energy of, you know, wanting to push myself into safety all the time and push myself into the cerebral, intellectually driven, logically based structures that feel predictable, You know, bypassing uncertainty to try really quickly take myself to a place of certainty. All those things can't happen if you quit the moment the discomfort arises. And so the invitation for me has been to press through and, you know, in the coming months or whatever. Like if I had quit already, this podcast wouldn't be there, right? Because I only created this a month and a half ago, right? But I was feeling the pressure around, oh shit, why did I start a business? And then my dad died and then. You know, I got super sick and couldn't work for most of last year. This was a bad idea. And then the course that I thought I was going to create that was going to make me shit tons of money is making me some money, but not a lot of money. And so, you know, the whole idea didn't work, Tenji. It's okay. Take your L's. Let's go back to corporate. No, that is not the story. The story is what needs to shift so I can stay and so that this supports my growth and advancement. And because of that, I'm creating beautiful things like this podcast and what it's bringing to you guys. So that is the invitation for me is not to quit when I start feeling like my ground feels uncertain or the idea I had about the situation didn't pan out the way I thought it would be, the way I thought that it would for me, that's when I need to just stand still for a little bit and say, okay what's more here, right? What can I do differently here? What's being asked of me here? And for me, that was my growth path, right? This is not necessarily someone else's growth path, but for me it was, and I'm wondering if that is the same for you. The next piece is, are you responding to your emotions or intuition? Yes or no, right? Emotions will try and tell us that this is bad, this is wrong, we need to go. Because We're feeling afraid, or we're feeling sad, or we're feeling disappointed, or we're feeling isolated and lonely, or we're feeling hurt, or we're feeling confused. All of those emotions, if you aren't able to process your emotions, and go back to that episode where I talked about hacking your subconscious so that you can grow, this is exactly what that episode was about. If you're unable to process emotions in a healthy way, they'll hijack you and run your life, and you cannot afford to allow your emotions to run your life because They are transient and because they are sometimes storied and not always grounded in facts and reality. So you need to be able to press through and flow through your emotions so that you can get to the quiet stillness of your intuition and your intuition can tell you, where do we need to go? Your intuition might even tell you, pause, hun, look around and see where the opportunities for growth are. Right? Your intuition might say, Okay, now that we've processed through the emotions, you need to leave, but you need to leave not because of those emotions, but because of these things that are true about you that make this place not a fit, right? Because your emotions might make you think that certain things are wrong that aren't, and then you miss out on the deeper things that are wrong. And so you won't even get to that deeper insight and understanding that is the right reason to leave because you left for the wrong reason, emotions. So you miss out the wisdom and the insight that can help you to avoid this kind of outcome again in the future right? Because emotions, when we don't process through them, they don't bring us wisdom. Only when we process through emotions do we get wisdom. And if we don't get wisdom out of them, how do we grow into better outcomes and situations in the future, right? And the last question, and this is not so much a question as a big framing. So before I say this, right, let me pause and say, I've now laid out a thousand questions you can ask yourself to take yourself through a journey of introspection and figure out whether you're leaving prematurely or not. So that you know whether you need to be resilient and creative and try create situations that will support you to thrive, to grow, to rise up, right? To create a richer environment and support structure for yourself, all the things I just mentioned, or if it's actually time to go. Right. And I hope that this list of questions, although it's a bit of a laundry list, I've given some examples of what it's meant for me to learn how to not leave too soon. And hopefully that is um, enriching for you. Right. If all else fails and all the answers to these things have said, go. The last thing I invite you into is to ask you, what is the best pathway out? right? So that you can take yourself to a place with less pain, right? So that you progress or transition from this painful space to a better space with a lot less pain. So can you stay without hurting yourself further and without hurting things like your performance, your confidence, your physical and emotional and mental health, your team, right, because our actions will impact the people around us, your clients and customers, all these stakeholders that are impacted by your choice. Are you able to stay without hurting all of these people until you make a new plan? Because above all, it's important that we do things in kind ways for ourselves. Yes, the answer might be go and now leave kindly, right? Leave Supportively Leave in a way that doesn't further traumatize yourself because you just jumped out of the burning building and then you landed on the asphalt and died. Right. Or you jumped into uh, the ocean because the lifeboat was burning, but you hadn't put on a life jacket. Right. So this is really try and step back. And I actually have a client right now who's working with me on an exit plan for a situation she's in, a role she's in that is actually not a great fit for herself because she's actually done a lot of growth and learning about herself and realized that the company that she's working for and the operating environment, because of their revenue model, because of their operating model, is not a good fit for who she is as a person. Remember that episode on your sources of meaning and really trying to bring yourself into alignment with meaning? She's realizing that, oh shit, okay, now that I know these things about myself, I'm actually in the wrong environment. So we're working on what is the right way to transition herself out of that in a way that can move her gently and supportively and strategically into something new. Alright. I hope that this episode has been supportive and a blessing for you. If this is something that you're struggling with and you have some of the growth to do that I've had to do, right? Because I've had to do this growth, um I might be someone who would be great for you to work with, right? To support you in this or to even step back and figure out, hey, am I, you know, trying to leave too soon? Am I actually ready? for a transition, or is there a blind spot? Because I'm saying all of these things as though you have the self-awareness to be able to answer each of of these questions with an accurate answer. But sometimes we haven't grown enough to be able to answer those questions. And it can be helpful to have someone alongside you to help mine you for the answer because you can't find the answer yourself. If that's you, reach out to me for one-on-one coaching. I can support you. Until next time, as we navigate these exciting, rich career pathways, keep leading abundantly. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope it's inspired you to take action that brings you closer to leading as the truest version of your abundant self. If you enjoyed this episode, please would you consider leaving a five-star rating and following the podcast? It really helps other people like you to find me and benefit from this free leadership resource. Yours in abundance. Until next time.